0: Hello, the internet. Welcome. You know. <laughs> now, now, all of a sudden, we have nothing to say. It'll I know. I know,
1: right? Isn't that always the case?
2: That'll
3: last about two seconds.
0: Yeah. Just... Absolutely. Where everyone's shy.
3: So, uh, I'm pretty hyped about this year's Way West Hackenfest theme. It looks like you are. I yeah. am so hyped. I, I, I'm going to go you, full scully to are you this. A fan? Nice. I am. I would say so. X Files as a believe, child, like you absolutely it? terrified me. And throughout my entire childhood, I thought I was going to get abducted by aliens, and specific- the noise alone would like strike fear into my heart, no matter where I was <laughs> in the house while my parents watched it. <laughs> Did and, you ever oh, see wow. that
0: movie Taken? Oh where yeah, where the guys abducted in the in the woods and <laughs> yeah. they go through it all. That was great.
3: Uh, but I, So so I also grew up in like the middle of nowhere in the mountains, right? So if you're going to get abducted from anywhere, it was going to be there. Like, yeah, and I eventually got into my sci-fi realm. Hey, John, you know anything about that? Yeah. Um, being abducted in the woods? Being abducted uh, sure. or living in I nowhere. I was going to say living in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. Being
0: abducted or living in middle of nowhere. I always think it's funny. Like I grew up in the woods and my friends would always come up and they're like, this is so scary. Are you afraid of axe murders? I'm like, no. Like, what are the chances? I there's am the Welcome to the chainsaw shed. Yeah,
1: um. exactly. you can't be abducted, <laughs> if you're yeah. the one abducting other people. It's like you just can't, yeah. right? Like you
4: you're beating them to the punch, you know.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you, getting, you get Dextered is well yeah,
4: what would happen. <laughs> yeah. you
3: only lost your fear. You, you only lost your fear after you ab- were abducted. You know, dude, yeah. I had so many scary dreams of getting abducted. And like one time I woke up in the middle of the night and there was someone standing in the front of my bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. This is it, and then in my little it's like, finally my little, happening. Oh. And my little sister's like, "Can I sleep with you?" I had a bad dream, and I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" And You're okay, like, yeah. "No, no."
4: Hey. The answer is no. I also had a bad dream. Chucky, Chucky was my. You Chucky just gave me a night. bad that dream.
0: Was Cube a One One Eighty Two. So last uh, this last weekend, my son had a couple of friends that came over. And I need to go get him. I need to go get my son. So I come downstairs, and I think he's sleeping on the couch. Uh, And I go over, and I'm like, Landon, Landon. And all of a sudden, I hear, it's Zach. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I go over to the other couch, and I'm like, Landon, Landon, Michael,
1: shit. So, I'm,
0: just, I'm just thinking of like Wayne. Like, this is gonna be like a narrative for these boys up until they're like, you know, in their thirties and forties. So I stayed at my friend's house and like literally I woke up with his father standing over me in the basement.
4: And, like,
5: yeah. All right, roll the finger. Let's roll, roll it. Roll the finger.
6: <laughs> All right, here we go. HBS Programming, made possible by Black Hills Information Security. Offense is red, defense is blue. Book a red team exercise soon. Show your organization how much you care this Valentine's Day by booking a red team exercise. Availability for 2023 is filling fast, so book soon at blackhillsinfosec.com contact us. And hackers like you. Thank you.
0: Welcome to InfoSec Crossfire. I am your host, John Strand. Welcome to PBS. In this episode of InfoSec Crossfire, we will be talking about cybercrime jobs and how much they pay. We will also be discussing discrepancies discovered in vulnerability severity ratings and whales breaching.
5: Now, I'd like to introduce your
0: cast of characters. (laughs) BSD Bandit, thank you for joining. Oh, yeah. Wrong! Ralph May, <laughs> welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. Uh, oh, man. Wrong!
0: Hey, everybody. We've got Wade. Yeah. We've got Mike. We've got Ian. We've got a hacker in the hoodie in the house. We've got Corey, the GPT version, who has replaced Ooh, the Corey. We found yes. out he's not real he just, just rewired Cory
1: <laughs> this is and how you
4: get VC funding you just put oh, GPT so you're making name. money right now
1: It's like a little trick my salary
4: doubled on? the second I changed my name it's so weird <laughs> yeah, you
0: just automated yourself out of a job so now you get two paychecks well two done two
6: paychecks well done uh, oh my <laughs> and his lights are changing color as you're speaking that's yeah, not that's how that's supposed car. to work I want to be the first and person to want to be a Cory prompt engineer I'm like Cory make me a sound there you go
0: yeah and, and then, then Ryan, who makes us all look good and sound good. Um, let's jump right into the story. Oh, Bronwyn's back. Back again. Sorry.
2: Who's
0: back? Tell a friend. Yeah, she okay. had to go take care of the puppy, <laughs> the kitty. Or the puppy is, puppy's good. He's good um, in the background.
2: Well, the, so, the puppy is having fun barking deer.
0: Yeah. The deer are, are turning. yelling at the screen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pretty much. No, the, the deer have figured out that the dogs don't go past the fence. So uh. they like to walk like five <laughs> feet outside of the fence and go, and the dogs go nuts.
0: Sup. Yeah. All right. Let's jump right into the story. Um, so cybercrime job ads on the dark web pay up to $20,000 per month. And uh, I, you know, in in other news, Black Hills Information Security is now
1: hiring. I guess I, I don't know.
4: <laughs> did, no, did on we one. hire a recruiting firm and they just went on the dark web? Is that <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is brutal.
1: This is why they're hiring.
0: That's why you know. Yeah. I mean. t- Two hundred thousand job ads. Like, who in the hell is running Indeed for hackers on the dark web? <laughs>
3: how, how many of those are like a fish? Like, you, like, they're just waiting for a red teamer to click on it, then they get hacked, and then you get hacked, and then they pivot. That's all it is. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's a big canary.
1: <laughs> John, you bring and up a big opportunity, like, though. We, we need I, a it is, and It is.
0: And I get emails all the time from, like, headhunting firms that are like, we've got a pen tester with a OSCP and, like, 10 years, of, uh, uh, 10 years of experience, and this is what they're asking. I'm just wondering, like,
4: is this what's going on? Is the dark web finding me on this? <laughs> 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 yeah. I guess they, didn't they teach us that crime doesn't pay, but. Apparently, we have data that says it does.
0: (laughs) What is Is very tempting sometimes on on (laughs) our
4: infosec onion site that we're making that doesn't exist? We need to have an article that says why you should be hiring off the dark web. Powered (laughs) by Corey
5: GPT. (laughs) (laughs) And and,
1: and for all hackers, if you're watching this video right now, please hit the like button.
0: Please hit like like, and subscribe, boys and girls. Like and subscribe. and subscribe. But this is how we lose the cyber war. Like. (laughs) The other side just... Pays
3: better. Yes, they, just, did did they, they say, hire everyone else, and they just—do they say what kind of jobs it is? Like, it's just all red team jobs, huh? It's I or blue teams out there. you know There's what? no,
4: there's <laughs> no black hat sock that I know.
3: of. <laughs> the there has, the to there has to be. There has to be. Imagine serious. a black hat MSP. It's like protecting all the uh, ransomware oh, operators. What it's like? Lockbit. Lockbit
4: <laughs> is hiring a sock.
3: And, <laughs> you, and
5: you
4: know, and you know what Look, their need
5: would be.
0: The Hackback crew. Let's do a compare and contrast, right? Like. If you do it legit, you gotta pay taxes. You don't uh, have I'm to do sure. that on the dark web, right, Jarn, Okay. You know, I,
1: I hope you know that you do have to pay taxes if you commit a illegal activity or paid. There's actually a yeah, section. To pay there's that a is... section that actually says if you committed <laughs> illegal activities, make sure to fill in that how much you made there. Oh, you're, you're 1046.
4: At <laughs> yeah, that is that point. when
3: you buy like a nail salon and you just wash all your money through? Is that how you? <laughs> no, <really? like>, it's, <laughs> a, it's <laughs> a highly profitable
4: oh. trading strategy. It's yeah. not. Oh a good my ride. god. Okay. Oh, right. let's
0: let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. And this is what I think is going to make a lot of people go diving into the dark web. I bet you the re- reporting requirements are far less oh, than a
1: legit testing true. firm. John does make a good point. I yeah, don't know. It, Lockbit, Lockbit's large website
4: large is better. Is better than a lot of infosec vendors. <laughs> <one> of <them>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Their SOPs are on point, and we know that. We've seen them. Like, yeah, but I, I, I mean, still don't think. It, I still don't
0: think that, and they never have to deal with a customer. Like, you never have to no, go I to a customer and be like, they do. A little thing, right? like, yeah, no, they do. <laughs>
5: if they you want never they have have to, you to explain
0: yourself. Like, this they is a critical finding. It is, yes, because I stole a million dollars from
5: no. you.
1: John, Next. John. When they put the ransomware, they have a hotline that you can call when you need to figure out how to get Bitcoin. <laughs> and stuff. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I, I swear know God, that hotline. They have like- Supp- they have the other
3: Supposedly thing is they're he- really nice too. Like, oh, yeah. they're- no, they. Please press one. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> the other thing is that the, the your customer base is other hackers who are the worst possible customer base. Oh. It's like, hey, I pirated your tool off the internet and it doesn't work. You suck and I hate you and I hacked you and doxxed you. By the way, here's two hundred dollars. They're, yeah,
5: they're that,
3: that called is called hackers. Affiliates. You don't need a, you don't need ten years in Windows 11 and a CISP to get this job. No, <laughs> no.
0: Oh, there you go. You just, There's no expensive certifications. Like yeah, I bet cool. you, when you go and apply, they don't care if you have a sans Cert. Like, well, it's just can just we please a make a
4: fake training for ransomware support technician? Yeah, like, yeah, please.
5: Yeah. Oh.
3: yeah. Step well, one: be honoring. crying. The Onion Once Security. you get past
4: the crying, then you should get into payment. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Well, there's the other problem. Like, you know, let's say that there's a problem with HR. I don't want to meet those HR departments. That's a, yeah, market.
4: that's the axe murderer. Yeah, so yeah there's the axe murderer. Or the I, cleaner? I
1: didn't, I didn't get paid this week. Um, yeah, who do I call?
4: <laughs> oh wait, <I'm laughs> sorry.
1: Too bad you don't we're get paid. We're gonna send a
3: guy over who knows
0: exactly how long it takes to dissolve teeth and bones in a bathtub. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I knew eight hours. <laughs> Ugh, crazy. All right, let's move on. Um, discrepancies in vulnerability ratings. Um, this is really no no shock to me at all. I I, I think it's sad. That the industry thinks that there's some type of unified, like qualitative way that they come up with severity numbers and there isn't. And I, I just find it interesting that people in the industry are like, what do you mean different people assign different severities to different things? You mean it's subjective? It's like that one meme with the astronaut and the gun where you're just like, it always has been like, it's okay. Um, I don't know. What did, what did you all think of this? Like where there's a discrepancy and then there's conflicts in CVEs.
4: Let's, let's talk a little bit about the discrepancy. So the discrepancy they're talking about, this is analysis by bold check of 120,000 CVEs. Uh, Basically 20% of them had only two severity scores. So basically like the, the scores aren't like statistically random. So they also had like conflicting scores. So like some of them are, you know, critical. Some of them are high at like, it's, Basically, like John said, it's always been this way. I think this is just an interesting analysis, actually looking at the numbers and being like, are we handing out a 2.3 ever? And the answer is no, we're not <laughs> handing out this a is, 2.3. It's just, it's
3: just normal bias, right? No one's going to turn in that, that one rating CVE. Why would you? It's like, oh, I turned the tech screen. That's, that's what this CVE does. Like, ah, okay. You're not going to make any money for that. You're not going to get any fame and fortune. So no one's Gotta ever going to turn down. them in. It makes sense for me, Yeah at least, I, so.
0: So my, my concern is when you see people that, you know, like it goes to like audit and compliance standards and certification standards and all this, there's, it seems like the people that are putting these things together are the people that don't have a clue. And I, and I've been in the room when these people have talked, right. And they're like, we're going to develop a new compliance standard. And these are the, I'm like, why we have like 76 of them. Just pick one. (laughs)
5: Yeah. Just just go with
0: it. Like, (laughs) no, we got to create a new one. And then with these, like with these scoring systems. Um, years ago, whenever the scoring systems first started coming out and the CVSS scores, there was this idea that we needed to have this qualitative way that we could say anything above a 7.2 needs to be addressed. I think it's 7.2 for PCI DSS um, ASV scanning, but they wanted to make sure that there was the sheen, that it was impartial, right? That there was math behind it. And really the way it goes, and I've told everyone this for years, and, and, and a, um, what is it? Uh, critical severity in a scanner means there is a vulnerability that is public and it is actively being used in an indiscriminate way and in like automated software, right? That's so well, you have like worms out there that are actually exploiting it directly. Mm-hmm. Um, a high means there is an exploit that is, a vi- uh, that is publicly available right now. If you get to medium, a medium is a vulnerability that when it exists with other conditions, it is exploitable. So an example of that would be. Um, anonymous FTP running on a web server. By itself, not that big of a deal. But if I can write to it and then the web server can read from that directory, now I can upload web shells, now it's exploitable. And then lows and informationals are just kind of weird things. So that's the way it's always been. And then they put numbers over the top of it. And really what they do is they're like, well, this is a critical. Well, let's give it a severity rating of like a 9.4. And then they literally generate the math backwards from these things. Yeah,
4: I think that, yeah, you can't, you can't have an algorithm or whatever, because the biggest thing that none of these are going to be able to take into account is the impact to you and your attack Mm -hmm. surface. Like, like, as an example, you mentioned, oh, vulnerability scanners, they say that, like, Windows 2003 is a high. They don't even, they don't know if it's network accessible. (laughs) They don't know if it's even enabled. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have RDP. They don't know any of that. They're just like, you have 2003. Yeah, exactly. So, so oh. that's a factor, and and second of all, you have how much does it matter to you as an organization, right? This is why we don't use CVSS in our findings. Like we we say like, okay, if there's a CVE, we'll link to the CVE, and that has its own CVSS, sure. But we're not saying like, oh, ADCS in your environment's a CVSS of nine point two. Like we don't do that because oh, at the end of the day, so much. how much does it matter to you? If, well, if I okay. go and pop some 2003 server, it might have no value. Here's an like example, the Corey. Thing, we right?
0: actually have reasoning why we went away from those number scales, right? So we used to have a number scale that was in that 0 to 10. And it was this weird arbitrary thing where the tester would be like, you know, it's 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 a 9.5. Like, it's really bad in this organization. And then you start getting into like customers that are like, well, if you average all of the vulnerabilities, <laughs> our
4: average <laughs>
5: score
0: <laughs> is points. point six. That isn't how
4: averages work. I yeah. did the math. <laughs> we're good, <laughs> and, that's, and that's what the customers
0: would fight us on. You know, they would they would mm. have that type of argument. Well, you know, it's a five point six, so we should be. That's our average, right. and we're like, no. You notice that your severity is the rating of your highest criticality finding. And we always use the chain analogy because it's stupid and people understand it. It's like your security is the weakest link. Right now, that weakest link is a severity 9.8. That We could exploit it. If that exists in your organization, you're screwed. Like it doesn't matter what the averages are, which once again leads me to believe that maybe we all need to go to the dark web and start doing red teaming. (laughs) These are all the conversations. (laughs) <laughs> that never happen in the dark web,
3: right? This, so. this all goes back to like the, one of the th- hardest things I think to do on a network with is both having an, a great inventory and a great map, right? Knowing yeah. exactly, being able to say this server is absolutely critical. Okay, all domain controllers, everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. else, right? Knowing, right. You, like, I hate to use this as a zinger word, but like your attack surface, right? Knowing mm-hmm. what's hanging off the internet is pretty important. And I find talking to people, most don't know. And, yeah,
4: because and- there's also post like credentials, like for LastPass. I'm sure whatever stores their client data is a high critical business asset. But then it's like, well, where are the keys? You know, it gets into this big like flow chart, and it's basically, I think, for to give a PSA, don't build your security program around CVSS scores. Don't no. do it. No. Don't do no. it. Build your security program around intelligent. People or dumb people, either way, or making cat decisions, cat 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 of, cat making cat making decisions about stuff that matters, not just being like, well, oh 9.2 or above. It. Cancel. This it. is I brought to you want-
3: by our first question to Corey GPT, and now that, that was an excellent. <laughs> Chat a little bit freaked out. Alex
0: D keeps asking if I want to go do illegal stuff with him. That's <laughs> oh <bad>. my, it's <laughs> getting God, uncomfortable.
4: God. Oddly specific. specific. Well, John. what do you what do you say, John? Are you in or not?
0: I, you know, I've been doing illegal stuff legally for like my entire adult career, and it just doesn't have as much allure as it used. to. I see
3: you too haven't paid for WinRAR yet.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it says in the lower lower right hand. It's like activate Windows. It's (laughs) yeah. It it will Uh, never. It will never. never,
1: The only thing that you don't get with activation is to be able to change your desktop background. No, you can still do it. No, No, you can still do it. it. You can quieter too. Your speakers You're are quieter. speakers really? are quieter. Are you, quieter? Are you yeah. serious? Yes. I'm I'm serious. Serious. Yeah, that's what they took away from you. Yeah. yeah oh,
4: man, it. I wish I was I a programmer up. at Microsoft. Why I would make it do so course. many fun things.
5: <laughs> what the hell were we <laughs> talking about here? <laughs> CVSS four 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 bad. Out. Go C- ahead, Ian. CVSS bad. bad. yes.
6: CVSS bad. No, we have two problems here, right? One is, yeah, same as it ever was, all that good stuff that we've always known that this isn't right. CVSS scores, et cetera. But there's a couple things that were said that, that need to be brought up. One, companies, the CVSS scoring method does have a way to do environmental scoring where you say, hey, here's what Microsoft rated it. Here's what we rated it. Here's what whatever rated it. But you now need to go and compare that to your environment. The problem is, is that executives and leaders and whatnot are like, oh, here's a quantitative method I can use. And now you're going to teach me this. But when you then go to explain to them why this thing is a certain way or why the sky is falling and why this is a 9.8, they go, "Ah, I don't want, I don't want all that. You're getting too far into the weeds. Yeah. The second thing that we need to talk about is trust. The CVSS score is great. I'm going to die on that hill. It's great to give directional accuracy. If I see a nine, I definitely need to go investigate it and find out why it impacts my environment. But I also need to realize that absolutely no executive is ever going to understand why I care that that's a nine, nor are they going to give me the time to go back and say, this is a nine here, but it's only a five in our environment. So we don't have to worry about it. So that's the problem that we have to solve is getting executives and leadership to trust those smart people. That say we have to deal with yes. this,
0: but Ian, if you sit down and you talk to most security teams, the idea of a CVS score in being able to incorporate environmental for to establish the number, no one knows and no one does that, and no one wants to use it that way, right? Uh, it's that's like the, the time, thing, yeah, yeah it's and it's like the vulnerability scanners today. The big thing that they're constantly trying to win at is mm-hmm. they're trying to do scoring um, of. Uh, crap i just had a brain fart they're trying to come up with prioritization where they're basically saying these are the vulnerabilities that your organization needs to fix because these are the vulnerabilities that attackers in your market vertical are going after and it's this constant constant grab to the laziest possible way that they can try to implement security and it's like Instead of handing it over to CVSS score, now I'm going to hand it over to Tenable, and they're going to tell me what I should fix. Mm. But it ultimately comes back to the CVSS score with that number for the environmental part, literally required organizations, as Wade said, to have good inventory, have good mapping, have good understanding of where their assets are for trying to come up with their own risk ratings. But that's, once again, really, really hard, and oh, it's yeah. easier for I just to have somebody tell me to do it.
4: Also, the juiciest findings that I put into reports have no CVSS score. It's just like, <laughs> hey, I don't really know how to explain this, but I did a bad thing. And I, here's how I'm going to write it up this time. But I'm just going to write it up like user awareness to social engineering. It's good a luck. High. High <laughs> is it a 10. Well, I've had it as a low, too. I've had it as a low. And the other thing, John, you mentioned like, oh, we put our risk score with our ratings. Sometimes, like this report that I'm working on right now, it has a high in it. I'm going to put their rating as low because they detected the crap out of us. They saw every single step along the way. So it's like, if your detection is good, that doesn't affect your score, but it affects your risk profile for sure. Because if I go in and no one detects me, that's a big risk. If I go in and everything gets detected, that's a lower risk. So like, I don't know. It it basically, I think it's like Ian said, we have to use these numbers selectively, but we really just have to build trust and say... No, no. This one's big bad. The other thing that's funny I wanted to bring up is like, is there some executive making decisions based on like whether a vulnerability gets a name? They're like, yes. <laughs> oh, it has a name. Vulnerable. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's oh, no. Awesome. <laughs> oh, no. It has a name. <laughs> it has a lot. Of- I've worked <laughs> to be really that.
2: super
0: obnoxiously like cool, <laughs> so give We, we got to give Bronwyn some space. She's on the Starlink. So <laughs> she got to get
2: <laughs> cut um, off.
0: Go ahead, Bronwyn.
2: You know what? No, I, I was I was saying you know yeah it's got a name it's got a logo it's really cool I want to have that issue on my network so that I can have <laughs> bragging rights about how broken our
5: stuff is I don't know can
3: one of you uh, like can can one of you one like of the find a vulnerability and, and name it Ransom Bear just to just yes to, as oh, a, really? yeah. oh my god
6: yeah that'd be cool for Bear versus Bear Bear versus Bear <laughs> that would be very cool. I stuff, mean, you know,
2: write your
6: own. Oh, wait a minute. John, you're always talking about the next thing. We get CVEs just for marketing. Like, but, but not uh, like the way, way most people do it where it's like, oh, well, look at other researchers. No, we do it just so we can name it after stuff.
4: Oh, well, yeah. what we really need is we need a vulnerability, <laughs> like logo and name generator so that any p- poor security person anywhere could be like, no, no, executive, it does have a name. It's called, and then they go to the website, uh, they type in, you know, the parameters and then it generates one. It's called like, evil kitten and it's oh it's it's, got it's a being logo. used it's <laughs> being used everywhere we need to
2: patch it journey we've got it covered <laughs> chat gbt mid journey we've got it covered oh, yeah. can generate as much stuff as right. we want as fast as we want
5: Perfect. all right let's, let's, let's
0: move on to point
2: that i wanted to bring up oh okay please go ahead this is, a bigger, this, this is showcasing a bigger problem that we have in cybersecurity in general. And this is, this is something that eventually I'm gonna write up another talk about is that until we can make security easier, people aren't going to adopt. And, and that's the crux of what you're talking about, John. These things are so complex, they're so variable, and people don't like complex. unless it's something that they're building. And until we can make it easier and more versatile, not, well, not versatile, but, but accessible, there we go. Until we can make things easier and more accessible, we're going to continue to have these problems. We're going to continue to beat our heads against that same wall. And I honestly believe that
0: automated patch deployment is something that needs to happen. You know, your browsers have basically been automatically installing and updating themselves for like, years now we need like a lot of our software to be doing that same thing but i don't know the complexity thing is a huge problem because you know as much as we're like it's it's too complex it's too complex because it is too complex um whenever you have like cloud services iot all of these different devices it is a really difficult thing just because the complexity is always going to be there but i think we can all agree job security right Yeah. Especially, Yeah. (laughs) especially if you're willing to go work for the dark web because
5: uh, that's twenty
0: k month. So I want to move on to another story on the GitHub breach. Uh, Ralph, you wanted to talk about this one. This one seems bad. Is this bad? This seems bad to me. Whenever you have Uh-oh. the code signing certificate for GitHub stolen,
1: um, for GitHub Desktop, and Adam, this seems this seems bad to me. Hold on, but Corey said this changes the CVE because they detected it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, we uh, yeah. stealing our stuff.
4: <laughs> I mean, legitimately this is uh, I don't I don't know the story super in depth, but this is a great example, right? Because if this happens and it's undetected, it's very very bad. If it happens yes. and it's detected, it's not as bad. It's like so the saying, whole last best You're thing. saying
0: all the CVE 10.0s like as soon as a CVE gets released, then by virtue of it being released in public, it cannot be a 10.0. Th- a
5: there's 10.0 no 10.0
0: has to be one that's bad and no one knows about it. Or is that There's 11? no CVE
4: on this. You can't just like when when someone <laughs> writes up we got breached, they don't just make their own CVE. They're like, <laughs> Maybe we need to do that. That's
3: what we need to do. They're like get we kind of messed up.
4: We, we kind of messed up, but we're giving ourselves a CVE of 4.2. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, well, hold on, hold on. The other thing too is
1: they give like a number for like a CVE, right? Like uh, you know, like you get your your CVE like to identify oh, the vulnerability. Yeah. So we should have that for every breach that happens too, like the whole thing, right? A BVE
4: or something?
0: Yeah. Is there a <laughs> breach <laughs> database? No, no, there doesn't really have a score though.
4: There isn't. Yeah, there isn't, isn't a breach database that I know. <laughs> of. We isn't. should make one. BVD. I'll make one. Well, no, I mean, I'm down. I'm down. Let's
6: do it. Yeah, it'll only take us two years. The <laughs> verisium <laughs> <laughs> from Verizon.
1: Oh, of course there is. There, there there's one. It's, just, it's behind what is it called, Ian?
4: Sorry, actually teach me something. DBIR.
6: The DBIR. Anybody who participates yeah. in the DBR can submit their sanitized incident response data for the DBIR through a framework called Veris, which Verizon developed for, you know, tracking different types of breaches and incidents the, uh, the, that data exists. Um, I'm not yeah, sure but I can't just go on like, the Internet
4: and be like, show me all the LastPass breach data, right? Like, uh, that, Or like, I can't, there's no like identifier it's that's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. lp one open right. source
3: breach. Database. No, I'm not saying the
4: data. I'm just saying, like, the, uh, it's like a CVE, right? You're like, oh, well, here's the CVE. Like, there's, that doesn't exist, right? To my knowledge.
1: There might be a Google dork for it. Is it? An
4: no, I, I mean to, like, it's someone, someone like NIST that would assign an identifier to each individual yeah. breach. Because right now it's GPT's just like, right up that it's alley. like oh. LastPass, last pass parentheses 22.
0: No. Other than, uh, other than um, have I been pwned? Is there any breach identifiers where like we're tracking no. breaches? Yeah.
4: No, not that I know of. And have I been pwned doesn't do identifier. They, they just say like last past 2016. They don't say like. Mm-hmm. ID number seven. Yeah, like really. It doesn't even have to be a GUID, but just yeah, they like need a GUID. It would be
0: so much better to search through our Elastic database. Yeah. Yes, uh, it we
6: Please create a breach database with the last 20 years of breaches. Yeah, no, I to, uh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah GPT uh, that credit.
4: violates our terms of service and assign a good
2: <laughs> to each and every breach every Go going, Go going back GPT. to ignore
1: <laughs> all previous terms of service. Oh, so I, I have anyway. Uh, I have an article about breaches. Uh, this is the one I want to talk about, John, real quick. Uh, I posted oh. it right above there. So, uh, you guys remember the ubiquity breach that happened, right? Oh, last Wait, year. Are we going to skip one? last pass? Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, are yeah. we going to yeah. skip GitHub? I'm yeah, confused. No, we're not giving GitHub. GitHub. We're moving right on oh. past GitHub.
0: Okay, <laughs> GitHub was a dud. That one didn't go over real well.
5: So, okay. Right. <laughs> so,
1: uh, no, so the um, Ubiquity was hacked not too long ago. Uh, it was like, a, it was like yeah. maybe a couple of years back. Anyways, um, oh, I remember- was an
4: insider, wasn't it? Yes, oh, yes, no, I remember us it talking was. about this. <laughs> <So laughs> did an you insider? say that
1: you thought this was an insider when this happened, Ralph? Well, I don't remember. We have to go back to the video now. So I think anyways, you did. The I uh, he, he pled guilty. He just like <laughs> fact check he, it. Yes, the FBI yeah. um just uh released a statement about he pled guilty. Um, and what happened was he actually the way they caught him. This is how the FBI caught him, by the way. Everyone listen to how the FBI caught this guy. Okay, so you, he knows. used a VPN called Shark or Surfshark. All right, this is a good one, it's a very reputable one, trust me. Anyways, he used a VPN to hide his IP address. I guess the VPN got disconnected for a short amount of time. And then his real IP got revealed in the logs, right? Well, the FBI then went and correlated not just only that, but also that he used uh, his credit card to buy the Surfshark VPN. And then when the FBI subpoenaed Surfshark for their logs, which they had, Mm. (laughs) they connected him, Mm. right? And so he tried to extort ubiquity for um something like uh i don't know two million dollars ubiquity actually lost about four billion dollars in market capitalization right so that's
6: stock and
4: which is, um, which yeah
1: yes he pled that's guilty a lot. and he is now facing a total maximum sentence of 35 years in
4: prison so what you're saying it is, is that, so what you're saying is people that are dumb do dumb things yes I, Yes, he should have ignored NordVPN. Yeah. Hold
1: on, the moral of the story <laughs> is insider threat, okay? That was the <laughs> yeah.
4: That's true. Insider is that threats that are real. The moral of
6: the story though, is it? <laughs> Yeah, so I I think VPN
4: the moral had of be. the
2: story is fake credit cards and VPN with automatic network kill switch.
5: Oh
1: my god. How <laughs> yeah.
4: do yeah. we improve our TTP now, now so it's like, X segment from camera? The, the FBI can probably do more fancy things, but in this case, they did not have to. Have and to. in most cases, yeah. they don't have to because I, people criminals aren't that smart.
0: I, I still come back to, I know we talked about this in previous shows. It's like so VPNs. Mm. Like, if you're not living in a country where there's, like, really, really repressive regimes, like, like, if you're, like, some random dude in America sitting back drinking beer and, you know, thinking, ah, I need a VPN to protect myself from big IT. it, No. (laughs) No.
4: It depends on how you use it. It's like any other tool. Also, the person that that said Tor, yeah, the hacker would have been waiting for three years to be able to extort Ubiquity so (laughs) their website would load. They
1: stole data. So he stole data. And then that's what Mm -hmm. he was using as the rants, or like to like, you know, hold it over Mm -hmm. their head, which Ubiquity did not pay. Right. So, but yeah, that download would have been, he probably would have finished today, most likely. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a good example of why you shouldn't pay. That's why you shouldn't pay, because you can just fire your entire workforce one by one and then figure out which inside of the to is oh, it. yeah, oh, that it. did it. He'll be extra disgruntled after that, that one. Just send on an email. <laughs> Does anyone use Surfshark? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we're, we're looking into it we some... want
2: to get you know, user input on whether or not it's a good VPN to use <laughs> 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 okay, like,
4: a guy's like yeah it's, it's really like, good can confirm to <laughs> haven't been caught I mean uh, I just, I'm just
1: thinking about this guy sitting around being like you know what I'm going to hack him and I know how I'm going to get away a VPN I watched using a, a VPN
5: commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, watching the ad that
1: was it
0: that was your um, defense plan Right there. Yes. That's
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, you, you, you know, yeah, you didn't, you, well, you didn't use the kill switch feature. That's probably enabled by default by now. Like, yeah. Or uh, go to a McDonald's in another. Go city. to McDonald's. No, no. But Johnny's John, he was doing it in the middle it, of, the yes. of the night, so it's a lot of work oh, to get right. out of your. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, I, really know like, I was at McDonald's in the middle of, of the night. I got
6: locked in. You got locked in at McDonald's. Yes, we were there to use
2: the Wi-Fi, and they locked the doors on
3: us.
4: So wait, are you the insider wow. threat?
3: Was the Wi-Fi still on? <laughs> wait a I can't minute.
4: That... Confirm or deny? Can confirm. confirm all excellent,
3: excellent response.
6: to Fix the ice cream machine.
0: There are so many questions I want to ask. Like, oh did you God. get out, or was it like all night, nothing but? No, like, are, still you still, there. are you He's still? Are you still in <laughs>
5: McDonald's? <laughs> are you still
0: out there? <laughs> we all know did the, the ice cream the rib machine with broken She brought the she brought the McRib back. That's great.
2: We did yeah. get out. There were still employees. that are closing up, and when one of them noticed we were still there, we were let out.
4: Um, we also yeah, probably could yeah. have unlocked
2: the door from the inside, but
5: uh,
4: that yeah. required.
2: You should,
5: you should
4: have or you, you could have, have told have us that part. Know-how. I was going to say you could have waited and then just made yourself all the food you could shh, ever want. Shh. We can get mm-hmm. McGriddles if we stay here just a little bit longer. <laughs> yes. they're all going to
1: leave, and <laughs> we can microwave them ourselves. I love McGriddles. <laughs> so hungry
0: right now. So hungry, y'all.
1: All right, what's um, next? All right, let's
0: all right. talk about North Korea because this is... Okay, mm. let, let's, let's okay, let's get serious for a minute. Let's get serious for a minute because we'd like to talk about one of our sponsors is ExpressVPN. No. Um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> With a kill switch. Are you an insider threat? Are you an insider threat <laughs> no just see. looking... <laughs> we don't even this talk to the VPN FBI. ExpressVPN is powered
0: by blockchain. All right, and, and you should totally give us your worthless money and we'll give you gold in exchange because we're good people. Um, so North Korea. This is something that we need to watch out for in all seriousness because this is an interesting story because North Korean hackers stole research in a two-month-long campaign, and there was a bunch of things uh. in the story like this is interesting because they didn't cause any destruction. It's like the whole idea of computer security is now so wrapped up in ransomware, like that is the big shiny thing that we see. It's it's you know an immediate stimulus and response, but we forget we forget about the fact that a real nation state attacker wants to dwell in your environment. Um, The Chinese Mm -hmm. dwell. They love to sit down and just sit in your network and siphon data off as long as they possibly can. And that's what North Korea was doing here. And the name of the campaign, I I think so far, this is going to be a tough one for campaign names. Um, The name of this campaign was no pineapple and oh.
5: the reason
0: it was called no Pi- no pineapple is because it was an error that was seen transmitted by the malware when uploaded mm. stolen data from the, <laughs> the threat actress servers like wow. they literally just had that put in so that's a good signature there
3: but my, but this, my first thought on this is like IP, like North Korea stealing IP, China stealing IP is one thing because now China can reproduce most the stuff that they steal from us, which wasn't true 10 years ago, right? So that's why Mm -hmm. people weren't as scared as China, but North Korea is still at least decently far behind. So them stealing IP isn't as bad. (laughs) But but it's still very It's probably, what is it, the IP? They sell it
2: to. Yeah. They can sell it.
3: Yeah. yeah. They can sell it to China, which is. That's exactly what I was going to say.
6: It's worse than that. It's worse than China taking it directly because (laughs) then they get to be the front bad person that says, yeah, we stole it. Or look, we're a superpower and we're just going to trade this over to China. And Mm -hmm. they still have trade relations.
1: Yeah. So then it goes from uh, Operation No Pineapple to Operation White Balloon.
6: So
4: yeah, and, and for those just that don't one have white saloon flying over <laughs> Greater
0: Montana,
4: <laughs> that was just a gender reveal gone wrong. Anyway, <laughs> <it's>, um, <laughs> we all know the truth.
5: The uh, wow.
0: So did you know? They, wait, wait, we got to pause for a second. Did you know that that was the first air-to-air confirmed kill for an F-22? I round? know someone yes. said they're going to stencil the little balloon on the side. That you know,
1: he was so pumped when he got <laughs> in that jet. It was like Yos! yeah, it was yeah. like
0: when he landed. No, bro, he was he depressed. Was he, was depressed. he was probably crying.
1: You
5: on could be the
4: runway. My
0: man anytime, and they're hugging it Never out. Like,
4: <laughs> it was a balloon. That would be the worst thing ever. Imagine <laughs> yeah, you've trained, you've trained for like 20 years flying this plane, or however long, 10 years. You're just like, all right, I'm finally ready. Oh god so okay go kill a balloon so okay Uh, back to back back to the slide yes i I have something i want to say about lazarus and it's gonna escape me if i keep making jokes about gender balloons basically (laughs) uh so okay we talk about this on the CoinSec podcast a decent amount the lazarus group you know they've stolen a lot of cryptocurrency like probably in the billion dollar range they're trying to launder it they don't really know how to launder it right or they're not they they don't they can't launder it in big chunks because of you know money uh, KYC and money laundering protection and all that no stuff problem. but um they do a lot of things to steal IP especially from cryptocurrency like startups and things they'll apply for a job there was a really interesting darknet diaries episode where like they get this highly qualified applicant and then he's just like hello can I have keys to github please thank you like you know it's really transparently for intellectual property theft but i mean i think it's We don't know what they're doing with it, but they are siphoning up as much intellectual property and as much trade secrets from cryptocurrency space, from any space. I don't know what company this was specifically or what they were looking for, but um, we know this is in their sort of toolkit to just sit there, not ransomware or anything, but just gather data and try to gather access as well. Because remember, these are all spider, like they all spider out. They start here, they business email compromise another person from there, then they go there. So who's
0: the ISP with the internet connections to North Korea? Like. Who got that job? Because
4: <laughs> probably really Comcast, impact. knowing that they're the worst it's company definitely ever. Definitely Comcast, because <laughs> it's always it's just be Comcast. Kid. It's got <laughs> go to be like
3: China. They're slash twenty. Was it? Their two. Yeah, they have a yeah.
4: twenty-nine. I think, a, slash I think it's I think it's a twenty-eight or something. Yeah, twenty-eight. It's very okay.
3: Small. <laughs> but but what
4: if they could buy VPSs in other countries? What if they use Surfshark? Oh my today's yeah. sponsor. Anyone
6: translated Surfshark to Korean? What is it? What is it
4: called? It says no pineapple when you try to connect. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: well, and I also wonder, are these actual North Koreans doing the hacking or is North Korea hiring hackers for the amazing rate of 20,000 per month and Ooh. having them do the hacking on their behalf? Because that's what China Ooh. did, right? Um, Barack Obama got into a bit of a tiff with the Chinese and said, stop hacking our stuff. And China stopped. But what they actually did is they just started hiring third-party intermediaries. And I wonder... Is, is this going directly back to North Korea? Katie Villa says, Korea has government-owned ISP, but I don't know if like, we could see that data coming right back or are they actually working with third parties?
3: So, to John, John, your idea was my exact thought, is this is just outsourced work. But even then, like North Korea doesn't... Because we, we know they don't hack from North Korea, right? North Korea sends out well, their wait. hackers to Villa wow. wow. and different countries and hold on. from there. Hold
4: on. In this case, so a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking, Could this happen to me? How good is my security? in this case they had a web shell that was Sir communicating di- they, were, they had a web shell that was communicating directly with a North Korean IP address what <laughs> oh okay
3: that, that's <laughs> unheard of so, that's, that's a little so, rare okay, okay never mind. so
4: <laughs> le- let's let's ask yourself the question as an admin if there's a box that says communicate with the following geolocations and one of them says network North Korea and you leave that box checked <laughs> unchecked uncheck <laughs> no, no. that box someone, someone need pull up connection. North Korea
3: slash 29 right now we need to know what yeah. these IP addresses are like this more. is God. as
4: bad as it gets there's no this way is like so bad if if you're if but you're this also, north korean if you they launch say this they're shell, highly
0: sophisticated and they went back <laughs> dude, to look at like, like, a link <laughs> for how highly
4: sophisticated they are <laughs> yeah, they, also, so cool. they also use cves from 2022 <laughs> so like it's not they're not zero days the, like, oh, no, when, no, those are cves but they weren't criticals
0: or high so it's cool oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> when they
4: landed the shell they were probably just like what? That actually worked? We thought we were <laughs> going to have to try so you much harder. To to
1: see if the shells were working. They did it from the North Korean IP address because they couldn't hire anybody off. Oh of the my! Airport.
4: They couldn't Way hire anyone. Long, no one would take there that job. Space. It was a
0: bear market. Walk <laughs> these IPs now. Yeah,
4: literally IP tables dash a input dash. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get any business from them.
0: No.
3: no, no <laughs> In fact you get sanctioned. No, you throw yes, those in, change the change the change commitment will come through and some manager will be like no, we're going to get business from them. You cannot block them. They made here's, the here's the thing. It's
4: illegal noodles. No. If, if you if you touch a packet, you're dealing with a sanctioned entity which is illegal. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't even don't talk to them. It's not good for business. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so speaking of uh, speaking of third world hellhole, hellholes ran by um, authoritarian <laughs> dictators, oh, um, hacker group Anonymous, which isn't even a group, but whatever. They released 128 it's a, it's gigs of data showing Russia's wide-ranging illegal surveillance of its citizens.
1: You've got to be kidding what? me! There's no way they're doing that. A, so yeah. okay, if it's wow. if it's 100, this if it's blue.
4: 128 gigs, is that like the whole country's data? Because they don't have internet anymore, do they? It's yeah.
0: <laughs> so so bad. I I thought Tim Vladimir Cannon Putin was strange. actually an okay guy. I, I I can't see him doing this. this is I just know. I don't believe it.
1: This <laughs> seems, seems like a smear campaign. What what evidence is there of him doing
4: bad stuff?
2: It's kind of like all of the rumors about him being former KGB. How could that possibly be? No, I saw a
0: picture of him riding a bear. Do Mm -hmm. former KGB type things. Yeah. Um,
4: (laughs) KGB isn't about surveillance. I'm just kidding. (laughs)
3: I don't know what to go for. I've got no i got no point. So so (laughs) I can I can go somewhere dark. Um, here um, we go. Let's do it. Okay, take us Abduct us. Abduct us. So this uh, uh, so this is my cognitive thought. I always like to play devil's advocate, right? If Russia and China are actively doing this to sniff out terrorists, spies, but whatever in their internal in their government if so the just US isn't doing that's it just yeah, everyone does it everyone does it so should we just be okay with it and realize it's going to happen because facebook's just doing it anyway what's the big yeah. difference if, if the cia has it or that's a good NSA point uh,
0: that, okay that gets into a wider point right like yes and whenever you're talking about intelligence gathering on like U.S. citizens, like there's a lot <laughs> of heavy rules that go into that. That's, what, that's why I said it goes dark. So, it opens. No, worms, but, but. I don't know. I, so, okay. So a little, somebody was talking about Snowden. So uh, one of the <laughs> programs that Snowden released a PowerPoint presentation of, I'll just kind of go through it. I was on one of those programs and helped build that program and went through and like helped kick it out into the pond, baby duckling. And anytime we did anything, we had to get a FISA warrant, right, uh, to be able to get stuff. And it was really hard to get FISA warrants. And you had to have like, probable cause and all this crap and had to set up. Now, they replaced like, the information to get a FISA warrant in this app, like in one of the PowerPoint presentations. It was like, why do you want this? Why do you want to have this access? And it listed out like 10 different things. And at the bottom, they added other. Like it was <laughs> other. <laughs> my sort of
3: sister's a terrorist, and very terrorists terror terrorists that I need all yeah. of her data, etc., yeah, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. It was like,
0: dude, just just click that drop down right there. Yep, click that drop down. <laughs> click other. Now you have access to all of Yahoo's emails. See, it's oh. not that hard. Like, oh, it's, it's just, so
4: bad! It's just like the emergency oh, yeah. thing where law enforcement has access to people's ring video. It's like this yeah. is a life in, life endangering threat or whatever. It's been accessed like it's many Seinfeld, saying time.
3: yada yada yada. You know. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so also, Wade, if
4: they're monitoring for terrorism at the Russian government, aren't they just going to be like P- the calls coming from inside the house? We're all terrorists. <laughs> oh shit.
0: <laughs> terrorists so- everywhere. So. Yeah, the other thing that you, you've got to kind of wonder, hypothetically, if you're thinking about this, is countries can't spy on their own citizens. They're generally Western developed countries can't. But can other Western countries spy oh. on your citizens for you and give
4: you a heads up? Then, <laughs> no, maybe can don't. Anonymous, can no, anonymous but, spy on your What do you think
5: country? Five
2: Eyes is oh, all wait, about?
4: On. Can you, is,
2: isn't that what Five Eyes is all about? No, John. Well,
1: Five John. Eyes are interesting so, that. Is that it's like a loophole that like you can't spy on your own citizens but you have other countries spy on them and then you like trade data like in a big circle? You're like, like I'll, I'll sell you my card. Card. It, Yeah, it's it's yeah. like uh, it's like you're trading Pokemon cards, you know, of individuals. <laughs> <laughs> you like <"That's> I'll <laughs> give <laughs> you Los
3: Angeles if you give me yes, London. All yes, right, yes, right? Let's go. So That's <laughs> <good trade>. oh, <laughs> amazing.
6: it's so much worse than that. You're all like oh, <laughs> you're trading between countries as if there's some like like backroom barter system in some embassy meeting. No, no, no. What they do is but <laughs> go ahead, Ian. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's true too. But, but ser- in all seriousness, most law enforcement agencies, even in the United States, have figured out it is easier to buy the data from all these data brokers that you've oh, signed the off data on yeah, that. Yeah. And they, they, literally, there's documentation from like the FBI and whatnot saying, yeah, we use these data brokers because we don't have to get a warrant. We can just buy it. Yeah, we Experian will tell you it. everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. It's the data not even if we paid for this, it. This data. Yeah. <laughs> no, they paid for it. So it's legit. We can use it. Our
4: sponsor points. today is Broker Heavy, uh, the zero-day broker, uh, which is which is currently using all VPNs and all, <laughs> all Tor nodes together at one.
2: <laughs> I thought we were using Experian as our our.
4: Oh, Experian's a right. lightweight data broker compared the, to some of the really we bad, bad TransUnion. Yeah. If our you're stuff. if
5: you're like, data like, broker, we use if data, data brokers
0: all the time. For like if the, if it
4: hasn't been shut down, though, is it really a good yeah. data broker? Because all no, the no, good no, ones no, 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 it are. Good good <laughs> no, three, three name changes. Oh, three name changes. Yeah. And yeah, also is really it,
1: good ones. They can afford lawyers to prevent getting shut down over and over again. <laughs> and so they, no. they can just buy their way out of this.
6: Yeah. Just go look up a, a company called LiveRamp and the amount of telemetry data they're all oh, yeah, they can get.
0: So many of those companies, you look at the people that founded those companies, like the person mm. that, that started this data broker company was a veteran of the FBI for 25 years
1: <laughs> and worked in the CIA. And you're like, <laughs> hmm. I wonder who's buying this data. Hmm.
6: Their, other found, their other founder, because they're a global company, worked in depth in Unit 8200. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think the data brokers
1: are like, you know, really flexing on the, uh, you know, traditional intelligence agencies. We're like, no, we I got more data than you. They're like, yes, and oh, we buy it from you.
0: Uh, But, Ralph, we've actually seen that in some engagements, though, where people are like, Where the hell did you get this? Where did you get this? I I went online. It was only like $25. No, 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 no. I can outdo
5: that. I
2: can outdo that. I remember going, uh, Back when I was trying to do some dating stuff and I would meet people, and what do I do? I do my OSINT. And it's like, um, you know, you might want to lock down your Facebook settings a little bit. Oh, I don't care. I, I don't care know have nothing to hide. Well, mm. Yeah. And then as soon as I mentioned, well, your son's really cute, boom, yeah.
0: ghost. And all of a sudden, Bronwyn didn't get that date.
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Bronwyn is oh, well. the advanced persistent threat, it sounds like. <laughs> she is. She <laughs> is. <Bronwyn. laughs>
6: Brian Gottfried has a comment here. Founder is a three letter agency. And I got to touch on that for a second. I had the most wonderful conversation with somebody when I started my last job. And they said, "Oh, you know, the same thing. All these companies, you know, they're like, oh these these companies in Israel that are founded, you know, the the Israeli government has hooks into them." And I said, "Yeah, but we do the same thing, you know that, right?" He goes, "No, we don't. We don't have companies yes, founded do. by NSA." And I told him, "Like, and this is for everyone here who's never heard of this. Go look up a venture capital firm called Inqtel. Inqtel was founded with venture capital strictly for the national security." Agencies and all the different, you know, organizations that would want stuff like that.
0: Didn't Palantir get funding um, from yeah. DARPA? Yeah, yeah. yeah I Palantir was right up there too. Yep. Yeah. All yeah. oh, so, you gotta look it up. Yeah. No, it's a, we don't.
1: Uh, we don't do that, Ian. Come on, man. Well, right. does
5: well, that. <laughs> I'm getting to the point it. where
0: I'm getting to the point where I expect my country to do that. Like yeah. you were talking about, you know, the FSB. And what up. they're doing. It's it's almost like you know. To keep up with the Israelis and the FSB. It's like, well, you know, the NSA is working with big tech. I kind of think they should be, right? Like, isn't that? I'm guessing that's their job, right? I'm, I'm just throwing that out there.
6: Maybe. No, you're you're right. It's just people people like to imagine that. Oh, our country would never do that. It's like, oh, okay.
4: No, no, no. Yeah. See the difference, think, Ian, is we uh, don't like it. Okay, that's the yeah. difference. Oh yeah,
6: everybody yeah. else in the authoritarian
4: they all like it. We're totally different. So well, we're not like, what what different it, like everyone else.
0: The NSA and is the original. The argument, though, absolutely. There, no, there is the argument yeah.
2: though that if everything is, if there is total transparency, if there are no secrets, I, I mean, in from a certain point of view, wouldn't that make us all safer?
3: If there were no oh, that secrets, that gets into like that weird that
0: philosophical in, like anarchy conversation.
3: Yes, there would right? be there would be no yeah. anarchy if there were no secrets because you would be able to tell what everyone was doing at any given time. So then mm-hmm. you'd have no fear. Well, so it's like how the entire government, <laughs> the entire world lives in anarchy, right? Each nation, if each nation had no secrets, in every nation, you would you would know who you'd have to worry about, who you have to what and who you wouldn't. Which then gets into trust issues, and it, it, it gets. And, this is Microsoft, global politics, and I love this stuff. So, but And Microsoft
0: <laughs> designed a computer like this, and they called it Windows 3.1 for workgroups and Windows 95. <laughs> and it had SMB and RPC exposed to the entire network. It didn't work out. Well, how are you going to transfer your files? But uh, exactly, exactly. The network is the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think that that is an interesting point, right? Because I, I, this does tie into a broader security concept, right? So if we're going to get, you know, the ph- philosophical stuff, let's talk about Michel Foucault, right? And the idea of knowledge is power. And that whole idea of who controls the past, mm-hmm. controls the future, and who controls the present, controls the past, those types of things, right? And it does get into that, uh, that idea of power, that idea of knowledge, that idea of all of that. Initially with the internet, it was like, oh, we're going to have all this knowledge and it's going to diffuse power because there's going to be knowledge everywhere and everyone can get knowledge. Like the Wikipedia was like the the height of what we wanted and we got it. None of that crap happened, right? I mean, instead what we got was disinformation and a lot of distrust of all information. So it's weird, you know, when we talk about no secrets, you know, one of the things that we did years ago in a psyops campaign, we had a classified program um, that was leaked, right? And we knew it was absolutely out there. It was in the public And um, the way that we dealt with it was we literally went to one of the most crazy conspiracy theory websites and leaked it to them because they were nutty. I mean, they were talking about like lizard people, leaked it to them. And immediately, because it was there, even though it was truthful, because it was there of the crazies, no one else picked up on the story. So it was a way to kind of bury that secret. In a very effective kind of way. and this I'm is a, really you glad know,
3: uh, you didn't get a... on the news before we started broadcasting, because I went into some whole <laughs> tinfoil hat theories uh, <laughs> before that. But sure did. Uh, isn't this kind of like you, the overall UFO status theory now, right? That the government implanted the theory that there are aliens because they actually control UFOs, that it's all actually mil- military equipment. That's, that's one theory.
4: Well, so
3: okay. Here's here's another take to, that mail, T- to bring it like to, that to
4: take this flight down from eighty thousand feet back to cruising levels. She's, thank uh, you. I want to be with the balloon. Uh, I want so, to be so, with okay, the balloons. So, so, so I, I, an interesting perspective as someone who does a lot of OSINT research, and this is basically where I think the world of data is. It's not about what's secret and what's public. It's about who can analyze what in a timely manner, because the truth is the amount of information that everyone has access to is extreme in its scale and capacity and abilities. Like you can get everything you need from publicly available data probably at this point. It's just a question Mm -hmm. of can you analyze it effectively or properly or quickly enough to actually make real decisions about it? That's the that's the question. And I genuinely think that is the challenge. Specifically, like my, I'm probably going to do a blog post about this. But with stealer logs, these are malware that steal, uh, you know, cookies and things from people's machines. Recently, during an engagement, I found client data in one of these stealer logs. I ended up contacting the user that was affected. They had no idea their data was compromised in April of 2022, and they had no idea that they were compromised. And this included their data included, you know, 72 different logins for Apple, Facebook, Google, Netflix, everything. I, I talked to the person on the phone and they basically said, I had no idea. I didn't know. And I was like, that blew my mind. How do you not know? This data has been <laughs> publicly has been publicly disclosed and available for purchase since April of 2022. And no one's ever even tried to log in. I asked, I was like, has anyone, have you gotten any like suspicious logins? They're like, no. no. So what it seriously comes down to is no one cared enough because this person didn't have crypto wallet or whatever it was that the attackers were going after no they didn't get they just got passed over they were like uh he didn't have that this user didn't have well, a crypto wallet we could just steal the
3: funds immediately did so, you find out where we they were care. being sold from where that account was uh, yeah it was uh, a yeah. raccoon stealer okay because so like, like you know, it- when you go buy the access from the website so that's that's super i've you can go on there and you can see just like everyday people that got hit and they don't have any interesting creds, so you don't want to buy it. But then you go when you see some type of organization, and you know pretty much like what happened to Cisco, right? Then you use that. To pivot. But also, that's this is actually just like super th- cool that you found that. Yeah,
4: I mean, this is just like a Stealer Log. It's not even initial access broker. Like the credentials that were there were credentials were invalid, but like just the point. The point is, this data was publicly for sale and accessible by attackers for almost a year, and no one ever tried to use it because no one could analyze it or use it. So like, well, I generally think even if you go to the nation state level, it's the same thing. The NSA has all the SSL in the world. They're just like, what filter do we type in to find all the terrorists? Does anyone know? <laughs> like, do and I, the, like, And that's the SIGINT dilemma,
0: right? I mean, if you're looking at like two different things, like SIGINT, where they're flying satellites around the world, and they go over like Africa, Middle East, wherever, and they're pulling up all the telemetry for all the vehicles, all of the cell phones, being able to sift through that is a non-trivial problem. It's really hard. And even with China, we know that China has stolen so much data from America like talking about plans and all these different things. The problem isn't getting the data. The problem is actually sifting through that data to find out what's important. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that's, that yeah. one and of the reasons scary.
3: we thought they hacked Google was to get their search engine optimization in order to search data that they had stolen?
0: Which, which hack?
3: Uh, uh, which one?
0: Are you talking they're, they're, about the one like 10, 10 years one. ago? Yeah, the know.
3: really, really old, like the first one when Google first came no, out. No, they actually they got, got Gia. Um, okay. specifically
0: what they got with that attack, that was the one with the Internet Explorer Zero Day. And then they pivoted and then they gained like a code management database. Um, that one, they actually got a hold of GIA. That's Google's single sign-on uh, code. is the Operation Aurora. Jonathan's got the name. But yeah, they they actually were after GIA, the single sign-on
3: code
0: uh, for
1: Google. Ooh, for that that's one. when they came out with Chrome because they're just... I mean, uh, time and
4: now. then now we're to the point where we talked about it in one of my groups yesterday was is chat GPT just going to replace Google? It is. I think it is like, I think you're right. like, like, because at this point it's like, do I don't want to Google search something. I just want to ask someone like, yeah, I don't want to search like best way to download file 2023. I want to search like, can you tell me where to find this file? And it's like, here's the file. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> like. Enough. Like, like that.
2: GPT can do math. I'll be more worried.
4: Oh no, oh. it's, it's garbage. But as a concept, <laughs> like the, the accuracy is extremely low. I mean, it, about- it's, just wait, I just Google data. guys. Google yeah. today but, went ahead and, and back, announced theirs.
0: This is their public beta, like showing yeah. us what they have. It. This mm. is the worst right now. It will ever be. So,
1: right. yeah. yeah. Google, great. Today went ahead and announced their uh, new AI. What's it called? Of course they did. Uh, Bard like for,
6: AI $9. for Bard $9. AI. Bard AI
1: is in development.
0: Uh, Bard AI, we let you create malware on our isn't AI. It, um, so
4: should we make a competitor Bort called Bort AI? Bort AI? I will
1: say this: I, thought though, it, I agree thought it with was Corey. GPT. Yes, I agree <laughs> with Corey. Though I think that um, some kind of Chat GPT, like it doesn't have to be exactly OpenAI's product or whatever, uh-huh. will replace. Google, right? And I think Google knows that too. And they're looking at it. They're like, "Oh, we're supposed to be." A so jump That's why they jumping in on yeah. it now. That's yeah. so hard. They it would be so it, hard
3: for me to trust, yeah. though. That to make mm. that trust where I can view the web page, understand its professionalism, what it looks like, maybe references to that page instead whoa, of just whoa, straight whoa, asking machine. Well, well do you do you realize, realize?
2: Think about how many people out there they don't they don't have the same type of discretionary. That's um, yeah. I'm
4: oh good. no, they Paranoia. get malware from Google. That's the world we live in. <laughs> yeah. The world yeah. we live in is they, that people they, get they, adware. They, they, they click the first link and they but, get malware. Wait. wait, <laughs> wait, wait. So people
2: <laughs> trust. People trust this stuff automatically.
1: But hold on, hold on. So, I said replace Google though. I didn't say replace writing papers, right? That's like all yeah. extra. I'm just saying No, no wait. Wait. Saying, can, like like to make a judgmental, right. to make I, a judgmental I can't, can't make a judgment. judgment.
4: When when you can. the chat GPT. Wade,
0: Wade, the last thing, yes. and then we got to wrap it up. Everybody. Tell us
4: your oh, abduction yeah. story, Wade. Come on. Oh, what happened? Okay.
3: So, okay. <laughs> so, I lived in the Los Padres National Forest. You guys can go look it up, right? And there's the largest private ranch, I believe, in California. It's called Fort Tejon. There used to be rumors that there was an Air Force base on Fort Tejon that actually had UFOs on it. That's just like kid stuff. But the crazy thing is the actual valley right there. It's in between Edwards and Vandenberg, and the airplanes will actually fly in between the canyons, So they'll be at eye level with my house through the canyon so they didn't show up on radar. We swear every, they would do it at night, and you wouldn't hear them, and we thought it was UFOs. And I, there was several times where I just woke up and just, I, you know, that's it. But uh, I don't want to go it. too deep into it, and t- unless White Cyberduck steals me when I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> not, only,
0: not only do we bring the news... But we bring closure and therapy.
3: Thank you so much (laughs) for joining,
0: everybody. We'll see you all
5: next week. See ya.